Hello everybody and welcome back to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris, I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Good morning and happy Lunar New Year to everyone. Yay for the Lunar New Year. In case you missed it, our episode today is not brought by the Lunar New Year. It is actually about something I almost never thought we would talk about, but (laughs) here we are, Super Bowl season, and... I don't know if I've watched the games recently. I couldn't actually tell you who like any of the winners are in the past five years. But our episode today is not about the Super Bowl itself, but rather the halftime show. Because I can tell you people who have performed in the past five plus years. Couldn't tell you the teams that played or who won, but I know who performed. So our episode today will be about those performances. Before we begin, though, we have our tea check. So Emma, what tea did you bring today? Well, you said it's not brought to you by the Lunar New Year, but my tea is. So Plot twist! Today I'm drinking a, another Lupicia tea, and this one's called Flying Dragon. So it's supposed to be for the Year of the Dragon. It's a La France pear and bergamot flavored Taiwanese oolong, wishing you a year to soar like a dragon flying in the sky. And it's very cute. It smells really good out of the packaging. This is also the first time that I decided to use my tea diffuser. <laughs> and it's a... Uh, Went well, so it doesn't taste terrible, but it honestly to me it just tastes like a oolong. So there's that. They didn't decide to put dragon fruit in their dragon tea. Missed opportunity, I guess. <laughs> but I also think that because you give pears on New Year's, on the Lunar New Year, that's like one of the things that you give. So I think that's what the nod is to, rather than like being on the nose about dragon fruit. <laughs> that makes sense. What are you drinking today? Today I have an organic holy basil and turmeric tea. And I don't know anything about holy basil, but I do know that turmeric is supposed to be good for digestion. But this is a tea that is supposed to be very good at helping your body manage stress. And turmeric also has anti-inflammatory properties. So it's just one of those wellness type teas. And I've had it and don't taste as much of the turmeric as other turmeric teas that I've had. Because I know turmeric tends to add like this earthy spice to things. And it's not so turmeric forward. And I didn't realize, I don't know if holy basil is this in the same family of plants as regular basil. But I'm not getting basil. basil that you would see like in a pesto. It tastes very much like a green tea, so I'm not super sure. I'd have to do more research on like what holy basil is, but this is basically, to me, it tastes like a green or white tea featuring just the slightest amount of turmeric. Maybe it's been blessed. blessed. But we have our teas. We've done our tea checks. Pretty good. A little interesting. A little weaker than I thought, but say la vie. All right. Today's episode, we're looking at the past 10 years of halftime show performances. So looking back from 2013 all the way to 2023, our goal today will just be to go through and really rank our thoughts on where these performances all lie. So we'll be counting down our least favorite to most favorite performances. So essentially starting at 10, what was our 10th least favorite performance? Going all the way to our most recentest favoriteest. We won't be doing honorable mentions for any halftime shows from before 2013. Sorry, maybe some social media shout outs, but for the most part, just keeping it to the top 10. So with that, we'll begin our top 10 countdown. Emma, what was your least favorite performance of these 10? Uh, 2019 Maroon 5. Okay. I didn't think that was going to be your lowest one. Tell me more. 
I just re- I actually remember live, tw- like not live tweeting, but you and I were like live texting during that one. And it was weird. It like Adam Levine had his shirt off for half of it. I like didn't even rewatch it. So in also in like full transparency, I rewatched all of them. And then Chris did not rewatch it because he knew which ones were like memorable versus which ones were not. So I even like gave them rankings. That one got a two out of 10 for me. Ouch. What a about two you? Out of 10. Wow. Okay. My least favorite of the past 10 years would have to be Justin Timberlake. Oh. Mostly because it just ain't right that he's been back on the Super Bowl. It just doesn't say right. I so agree. Like, it's 10 because it honestly shouldn't have even existed. That's uh. why. We won't, you know, everyone knows why. We don't have to explain it and won't explain it. But the point is he shouldn't have been invited back. That ain't right to me. It doesn't sit right with me. So that's why that one's number 10. Hands down. Oh, good one. Oh, you know what? Maybe I could, I could be convinced to be the otherwise. Okay. So number nine, number nine to you. Number nine. Okay. This one might be a little controversial, but Rihanna, (gasps) number nine, because tell me more. That wasn't a performance and my humblest opinion. That was a hot take. The Navy's going to come for us. She just walked around for a while. Oh my God. I just, it wasn't. So much a performance as it was like, she was there. She did show up. She sung songs. But I don't know, when I think, and maybe it's just my interpretation of Super Bowl, but I'm thinking you're bringing your best. You're bringing a performance, an over-the-top performance. You're delivering. There's visuals. There's so much nuance to it. But that just felt very like, walk from here. Walk over there. Walk back over here. She was pregnant. Maybe that just wasn't the year for her to do the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, so that one's my number nine. Of time she couldn't control that. I mean, she could, but regardless, uh, number nine for me is Justin Timberlake, and because of the reasonings, like he, I had to rewatch it because it was like weird. It started in the underground. I don't know if you remember that, like, and it's like they're like taking like cell phone videos and stuff, and then he pops out into the stage. But the only reason why he ranked higher than Maroon Five for me was because of his Prince tribute, because Prince had just passed away. Didn't Prince not want that tribute? Oh, awkward. So maybe he should be number 10. I also like, it doesn't, yeah, I feel bad that Maroon 5 is like number 10 because it was also, was that the one that was in Houston? I don't know locations. I think it was. No, Lady Gaga's was in Houston. Have there been multiples in Houston? They could have all been in Houston. I wouldn't have known the difference, to be honest. Because I thought that's why he brought Travis Scott on was because it was like, shout out to Houston. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're just talking. Okay, so let's keep moving on. So yeah, my number nine was Justin Timberlake. Number eight. We're at number eight. And I would have to put Bruno Mars at number eight. Wow. Because I just so don't, different. I don't, uh, is, I don't remember much about it. And the guest, I felt like didn't really add much to it either. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm just like, okay, love that for people who love that. But it just wasn't for me. It's kind of a letdown, you know? Because when you think Bruno Mars, you're like, oh, it's going to be a great performance. And I was just kind of like, okay, thanks. Yeah. You know what? I will say, okay. I think, I think when I was doing mine in terms of like criteria, I was like, looking at their their range of songs that they did, if they did the full song or not, and just like the musicality of it. I think I was looking at it from that aspect rather than like, it's this whole big show slash mini set, mini concert. But there were some parts like I did as it gets higher and higher. I was like, oh no, this felt like it was like a cohesive performance. But yeah, that was weird with with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. My my eight is uh The weekend, And it's because- out. It was, it was, it was odd to me. Um, he's just kind of like roaming around the world and yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Cause number seven for me was the weekend because oh. I also, you know, there's a certain level of like, 
longevity and legacy that I feel like you have to have to be in the Super Bowl. And I'm just not necessarily of the opinion that The Weeknd had that yet. Which I think, to me, I felt like Bruno Mars's first performance was definitely of that caliber. Like, he did Runaway Baby, like, that whole album, like, Just the Way You Are and stuff, which I was like, had he done it two years later, which is when he came back up again with Coldplay and Beyonce and Mark Ronson, I felt like that would have been the proper timeline for him. Because by that point, he had released like Finesse, Chunky, like all of those musics in his discography. But I felt like that first album, because I know what his current music is, it like it could have been more. So he like only really had that first album to pull from. He was still just too young in his career. Which, I mean, again, different opinions on the purpose of the Super Bowl. But I think part of it is like the timelessness of it. And like, I mean, I'm not saying Bruno Mars doesn't make good music. He does. I enjoy Bruno Mars's music. I just like, at that time, it just wasn't, that wasn't your time, in my opinion. So, but that's also why I put The Weeknd on there. The Weeknd has really good music, but like, I just. Awkward. Also, I just realized that there are, are there 11 performances? (laughs) Is that how math works? 13 to 23? Yes, there's 11 performances because I was like, wait, how are we on number seven? But I still haven't said my number eight. So. Well, whatever number, that's my that's my order of performances. So, yeah, so your next one is The weekend. Okay, so my next one is actually, and it's probably a little controversial. Do I even want to say it? I don't know. I don't know if I even want to say it. Shakira and J-Lo. Okay. Is it because of J-Lo? Yes. Yes. Okay. In my, because there in was my- a wrong way to answer that question. Yes. No, because Shakira herself, like Shakira could have held that entire that entire set by herself. And she has, you know, the repertoire. And I really like that it was in Miami. So she brought on like Spanish speaking artists, right? J Balvin was there. Bad Bunny was on it. Shakira, like those three could have held a show and been really entertaining. And it was such a nice nod to Miami in that way. But then when JLo came on, I was like, what? And then I kind of like the messaging with the kids in the cages, because remember that circle that time when like kids were being locked up in cages, when they were coming across the border, like it was a whole thing. JLo's daughter did a whole little cameo singing. But it to me, that that is one of those performances that felt like two separate performances. Like it felt like Shakira did her thing and JLo did her thing. And there was no like even like overlap between the two. But Shakira had performed with both Bad Bunny, did her thing, did a thing with J Balvin, did a thing. And then Jennifer Lopez was like, the end, the tail end. So to me, that was weird. Yeah. So had it been just a Shakira, Bad Bunny, J Balvin, that might have been different. Okay. I don't necessarily have it on the same place, but like the rationale behind it makes sense. And you definitely gave the right rationale because had you been like, it's because of Shakira, I'd have been like, no, that's actually just factually wrong. So sorry. (laughs) Try again. But I get it. I think my next one would be Maroon 5. Mm -hmm. I'm... Part of it is just like, I, they have the other things that I was mentioning. I just don't care for Maroon 5. So, and this is my personal opinion. So (laughs) it's not like I'm releasing the objective list of best halftime show performances. So that's why Maroon 5 comes next. Cause I just didn't care for it. It was that there was all the other stuff, but again, you know, if what's his name, Adam Levine, if he floats your boat, love that for you. It just, it's not for me that their music isn't for me. It just cool. It just overall wasn't my favorite show because it just it, it wasn't going to be. And, and that's okay. My next one is Bruno Mars. I just really like the musicality of Bruno Mars, but that Red Hot Chili Peppers was weird. Isaac and I had this whole conversation yesterday because Bruno Mars is, is one of his top like three, but he also just loves Bruno Mars. 
But he was saying how, like, had the Red Hot Chili Peppers came out and did, like, their reggae stuff, it would have been maybe a little bit more cohesive in terms of the show. Because they came out and they were like, give it away, give it away, give it away now! You know, like, immediately went into, like, their rock stuff, even though they have, like, Scott-esque, and so does Bruno Mars. Like, that would have been a nice, more cohesive. But yeah, to me, number six is Bruno Mars, or whatever number we're on. (laughs) Because the numbers don't make sense no more. Sorry. Okay, I think my next one would be Coldplay. Oh. Because, like, I don't know, Coldplay is just, I don't know. I just don't, Coldplay doesn't deliver the energy as a group. Right, right. That's the thing, too. Coldplay makes cool music. I enjoy Coldplay music, but no part of me is like, you know, I don't want to watch a halftime show. Fix you. Like, that's not what I want to hear. I'm not saying, I don't remember what they perform but like when i think of coldplay that's the type of energy that i think of coldplay and no part of that energy is like halftime show actually you know what coldplay is actually my is also my number five is or whatever number we're on right now is coldplay and it's exactly for what you're saying like as a musical group great they also brought on beyonce bruno mars mark ronson and gustavo dudamel which like to me still like it was an interesting interesting performance because it was also number 50 so you know Coldplay does their thing I used to rule the world blah 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 right and then Beyonce comes out and she's like okay ladies now let's get in formation right and she's like my daddy Alabama mama Louisiana and then you have Bruno Mars coming on and he's like put your pinky fingers to the moon right so it's like a whole like three different vibes and Beyonce and Bruno Mars like played together well because they went back and forth. They had like a whole little dance battle. And then Coldplay's just in the back and he looks like that friend that's just invited, like just excited to get invited. You know? He, he's like, at the he's back of the there, party he's like, like, I'm here, guys. <laughs> I made it to the cookout. Like, got invited. It's okay. I don't have to perform. I'll let you all do your thing. So like that was interesting to me. But I also did like the homage so i don't know if you remember but the Coldplay had like the stage with the screen on it so when you came up it just like did all of the highlights of the last 50 years of however many times that they've had performances so you see like the whitney houston the national anthem you see you know bruce springsteen doing his you see all of these like different artists and their journey along the way and then you have like the michael jackson tribute and yeah so essentially like that was really nice to me like it felt very sentimental and at the same time, like, that's the Bruno Mars that I would have loved to have. His own show. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next for you. My next one is the Dr. Dre one uh... from two years ago. And mostly because there was so much happening and so many people on that I was just like, this is kind of a lot, but also not much at all because there's too much at the same time. <laughs> Like, it wasn't bad. We're getting to the point where, like, at this point, none of these shows were bad. They just yeah. weren't as good kind of thing. Right. And I so I'm just like, dang. Because, like, overall, these are individuals that I would have really enjoyed, like, watching and seeing perform. And I think really, especially Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J, Eminem, 50 Cent, like, really a solid cohesive, group. Cohesive. Right. The vibe, the energy, the musicality makes sense. I'm not 100% sure, like, what Anderson Pack and Kendrick Lamar were doing. Maybe I just don't understand music that way, whatever. But, like, mm. you know, or, or maybe it was supposed to be, like, a generational bridge kind of thing. I'm whatever. Anyways, it's a good show. Don't get me wrong. It just was a lot, but not much at the same time. 
I think it's because you just didn't get to like, you didn't get to like have the punch of each of that because there were so many. You're going so fast that you're just like, uh, you didn't really get to like sit with the moment before the next person came on kind of thing. Right. I mean, we'll come back to that one because that's one of the more top ones for me. But like, I agree in the same way. So my next one is actually Katy Perry. I loved Katy Perry. Like, I I liked the performance as a whole, but like rewatching it, I was like, oh, I remember now all of the memes, right? Like, people were like, who did it best, Guy Fieri or Katy Perry? And then you know, you have, <laughs> and then you have the sharks. Like, do, if you remember the set, like that to me the felt sharks. like right. Like, left shark was like eating and like killing it. So like. <laughs> So, like, you had, like, all of these different memes, and I remember that being very meme-worthy, and it was so cool that Missy Elliott came out of retirement just for that. Like, that, to me, was super cool. Yet, that one was actually, like, towards the top for me, like, in terms of rating. I think, oh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Like, to me, I said it felt disjointed, but it made sense as a set, and then Missy Elliott was fire. Like, that was cool. But yeah, other than that, like, to me, it just, like, didn't, did not flow in the way I wanted it to flow. Which then brings me to Dr. Dre, Snoop, and company, because they're next for me at an eight and a half. And the only reason why I did like that one was because the set, like, I actually just, like, physically liked the set. Like, if you remember, it was all of the houses and, like, the cars in the front. And, like, I think the connection between Kendrick Lamar coming on is because he's also from Compton. And so is Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg's from Long Beach. You know, like, I think that was, like, the California slash generational experience yeah experience so that to me and then i also just like love snoop dogg because he's just not serious you know like he was told like you cannot bring a bandana so what did he do he wore a bandana <laughs> like and it's snoop dogg so what are you gonna do about it exactly like you were not gonna tell snoop dogg anything like i'm confused but yes at the same time it was just like so many different snippets 50 cent was wearing that tank top that to me i was like what's going on with this tank top and then mary j blige you know she comes on she does her thing kendrick lamar does his thing but yeah again it was just like too many of a good thing like let's this is this is a this was like a good time for us to kind of cut down like maybe even just like a dr dre and snoop dogg would have been cool or like dr dre and Eminem, I think, would have been, like, the most obvious thing. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the most obvious trio, right, to me, is Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem. Yet, they brought on everybody. So, it kind of feels like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a concert where you want, like, the main guy to, like, sing. I'm just, like, going back to my experience when I saw Nelly. Sorry, side tangent. Like, Nelly was there for the concert, yet everyone else was, like, his entourage was doing the performances. And I was like, WTF, <laughs> Nelly, why are you letting your cousin sing Dilemma? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Nelly. <laughs> like I'm here for Nelly, not Nelly and company. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a musical group. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. So I think my next one would be Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Again, okay. mostly because everyone else really sold it on the show. Like Shakira can sell water to the ocean. Like mm-hmm. she just can. It was it was good. Like I just I just enjoyed it. I just remember watching it and being entertained and really enjoying it. Obviously, I'm biased. You know, I really do enjoy a good Bad Bunny moment, short moment, long <laughs> moment, movie length moment, concert moment, whatever. Like, we had a great time. Dave Balvin's cool. You know, like, I don't know. He's cool, but it's fine. I'm like an uncle sort of way. He's a cool uncle kind of thing. 
vibe going on here. So I feel like, yeah, if anything, J Balvin's like your older sibling, like your older cousins like to listen to J Balvin. I wouldn't say your uncle listens to J Balvin, but I would say like, it's like your older cousin. I mean, cousin. I'd be listening to J Balvin, but like, yeah, he yeah. definitely has that like older energy kind of thing. Anyways, right. the point was, it was good. I thought it was a good show. Jennifer Lopez be out here. She be doing stuff. I don't really understand it, but like, she has a really long career somehow. Like, it's not somehow, for me to like- Somehow, after tear, like making not, a making I'm not trying a to tear down her career, of, but- Really? cute movies and stuff like yes that that part she's an actress but she is not a singer like let's just you know put that words at that that is shakira's voice not not shakira that is ashanti's voice that is not her voice (laughs) it's just it'd be like that so then we're in we're at top three right yes we're in the top three now okay so this is going to be very important we're about to see how this goes down maybe hopefully not because we are down to at this point we definitely have a similar out of the three left. We have two are similar. So it's really just a matter of like, hmm, I wonder if she has the same one as I do. We're about to find out. Because uh, you know what my one is. So I don't even know. Anyways, my next ranking would be Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz and Missy. I don't really remember Lenny Kravitz in that performance, but I do remember Missy Elliott in that performance. Because he's saying, I kissed a girl. That oh, was okay. his contribution. I mean, because he is a guitarist, right? But I, I know he's also a singer as well. But he's saying, I kissed a girl. That's why you don't remember it, because it felt like a Katy Perry set. <laughs> I don't know. It was a very newsworthy performance, but like, I don't know. She delivered the energy that one would expect from Katy Perry at that time. I will say Katy Perry's had like a wildly evolved musical journey. She's done a lot with her music and a lot of things. But at that time, she delivered Katy Perry at that time, mm. which was like, for me, very in line with the type of energy and music that I was enjoying, which was just that like cute fun, high energy. It was that pop. Bubblegum pop. But yes, it was very, it was cute. I liked it. The lion, like the shot, like it just was cute and fun and I enjoyed it. I did have a moment. It was fun. And even like the memes, I never took as like tearing her down. It was just like people enjoying the performance. Like it was so such a long lasting performance that we kept talking about it. And she was the one that was also feeding into that too. Like, you know, she was like, oh yeah, like, left shark forever you know things like that like so she knew what she was doing and i think Mm -hmm. i agree with that aspect of like that was what you would expect of her at that time right like california girls like i kissed a girl like all of these different things and that was yeah that's a performer that at that time delivered which i do think might run a little counter to the earlier point of in terms of like longevity I do think she got invited at that point because even though she hadn't been in the game very long at that time, the things that she was doing, because this would have been 2015, she'd have been like three albums into her career, but like had been doing very well with all three right. of those she was, albums. She was that girl, right? Like every song that she put out was a hit. I do remember that. So she you was know, like, doing very well. Like half of one of her albums were just single, single, single hits, hits, hits. So like was doing very well. And so, but again, I also could understand the feedback of like, oh, but she didn't have that career. I that long-term career either. Mm. So I get how that could apply to Carrie, Katy Perry. Again, this is a subjective list. It's not objective. This is just what I thought. So <laughs> she still, that performance was still up there for me. So this is my number three. Which I know, like you ranked it number nine. Rihanna to me is top five. <laughs> and and hold on, I'm gonna bring my I'm gonna bring my rebuttal right now. Top three to me because yes, she did not dance, and yes, she did not. Right, she's pregnant, so I give her that. But 
The one thing I will enjoy about Rihanna is that she will have a show going on around her. While she may not necessarily be the show, I think the choreography was lit. It was also choreographed by a Samoan Kiwi choreographer who has done a lot of her like choreography for like her Fenty shows and all of these different things. And she had a bunch, like a bunch of Islander dancers in her set. So like, but that's because they're part of this. Her name is Paris Gerbel. It's because they're part of her like crew so she had like all of these different you know just like bodies and like people that i know and like have watched growing up and like dancing and things like that so i thought that that was really cool and it's a great nod so i can appreciate that fact so i don't know if it was really just like the rihanna part but it's also because we've been waiting for album number 10 right like everyone was like she's gonna perform and then she's gonna drop the album still no album but she had another baby so you know so I felt like that was like her coming back and I was like oh she's gonna drop an album like this is everything I love this and yeah so anyway cool we definitely have to agree to disagree on that one yep I remember when you said that you're like that was awful and I was like that was wonderful that was life-changing <laughs> it's definitely probably like our biggest disagreement of the whole episode right there well we're about to find out actually so I'll let you go with number two because we know what my number one is. Easy. And I know that you're going to also, yeah, so you'll disagree with me with this one as well. My number two is Lady Gaga. And I love Lady Gaga. I really do. You know, I think that Lady Gaga is fantastic. She's an artist. What numerical rating did you give her? Oh, I gave her, like, I gave her a nine and a half out of ten. And the only reason, oh, I don't know. I don't know why. I would honestly call it the next one, like, the my top two ties, if I were to be honest. Like, her performance from start to finish was not disjointed, right? It felt like a full set. She was on the piano at a certain point. She was coming out of the sky. Like, she did the thing, you know, and she can sing. We know that. And, you know, she gets into her, a million reasons why. Right? Like, it was, like, high energy to, like, acoustic. And it's just, like, it was her whole entire, I felt like, at that time. She was showing range, right? She came out. She was like, pop, 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 poker face. Just dance. Like, that was to me, like, everything. Okay? So that means that your number two is my number one. So your number two. Is Beyonce. Yep. And I think, again, in the same way that, like, it's not like it's a far distance between Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Mm. Their showmanship is unmatched, in my opinion. It just is unmatched. They are delivering authentic talent in terms of music they are delivering showmanship they are delivering choreography and it's all there like they check every single box and at a certain Mm -hmm. point those two were really just a matter of preference yeah i think personally for me it was just the you know the theatrics of it really were like the make or break thing and so again there was nothing in my opinion that was like wrong with beyonce's performance i love the fact that she brings on destiny's child it has that nostalgia that 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 moment Mm -hmm. that you really need Mm -hmm. but it was just my number two performance because for me how do you beat someone jumping off of (laughs) the roof like i just the theatrics of it all you know like it just and that is very on brand for lady gaga though right like that is just her at that time right like that was and she's had some questionable theatrics don't get me wrong like i'm not (laughs) she's had some moments like in performances where i'm like why would you do that that's weird please stop but this was definitely not one of those moments no yeah and i would say like even just like thinking about just like the timeline between it like lady gaga's one is one of those that just sticks out to me right like coming out of the sky and i just remember again like the memes that came out with that because they were memeing her with patrick star from spongebob coming out of the sky 
during his performance. So, you know, like it was very, but it was so well done. And she's so talented as a musician. And I think all of that just like highlighted her as an artist. My number one is obviously Beyonce. And I again, I think it's preferential. Just like I prefer Beyonce, not to say that I don't like Lady Gaga, but if I were to be given, you know, two albums and I had to listen to it, would probably pick Beyonce. And because of the fact that she brought on Destiny Child, you know, she had that whole thing. She did that, she did that part in front of the screen, which at that time was like such a big deal like in terms of the showmanship right she did that whole like she's in front of the screen and it's like coming in and coming out like the holographics like it was a well done show like that to me felt like this is a super bowl show you know and then it was like she brought on destiny child they popped out of the stage you know but i will say that one the one thing so i did actually give beyonce also a nine and a half the only reason why was because i wanted destiny child to do like a little bit more like they came out and they did their ba 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 and then they were like oh the single ladies bye and i was like what they didn't even sing bootylicious like <laughs> not even a song right they probably sang about a minute's worth of anything and it was not even a full song of anywhere it's just a teaser they were just here emotional support yeah right really tug it on your heartstrings a little bit so yeah again i'm i'm very glad that at least generally speaking yes we had some outliers but like i feel like generally speaking like our our ratings were similar right which is very helpful like i don't know there's some people that would be like maroon five is my favorite i'm like i can't be your oh. friend because how I mean, I like i just you. i can't anyone who's coming on here talking about justin timberlake is top five i'd be like no you <laughs> that's wrong you're actually a trash human being <laughs> like, you clearly do not understand anything so yeah it just i'm very glad that at least you know we got to top two and they were both I mean, I personally gave Lady Gaga's like a 10 stars, but you know, mm-hmm. I understand. It just, it'd be like that. So I guess in this particular moment, you know, we have Usher, which honestly, there are definitely some moments where they announce who the performer is going to be. And, you know, sometimes I hear the announcement. I'm like, okay, this is going to be weird. But I don't know. <laughs> like Usher was one of those people. I'm like, nah, like, I really think this is going to be a good show. Like it's Usher. I would be... I felt the same way about Rihanna. I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought she was about to be out here. And, like, I really did think that she was going to deliver something different than what she did. So, for me, like, Rihanna's was one of those, like, high hopes, low delivery. But I'm really hoping this year's another, like, high hopes. And so, I'm really just like, okay, please deliver this year. Because I can't do two years of... I can't do two years of high hopes and low delivery. I just can't. Yes. Looking at you, Justin Timberlake and Maroon 5 being back-to-back. Like, that was just a... I'm sure some people loved it, but it wasn't for me. That was not, I was not the target audience. I will say that. Do you have some songs that you're like really looking forward oh, to? Yes. And I have because, okay, so TikTok right now is going through. Last year, people were like predicting Rihanna's show. They were like, lights out. And then, you know, she jumps out and it's like, but did I have my money? Right. So like that whole <laughs> thing. So I asked Chris to come together with his predictions at time of recording, it will air in about 24 hours. So my prediction is, hold on, I have the whole set list actually of what I think is going to happen. So I also have my predictions for who I think may come out as well. And also my hopes. Okay, so are you ready for it? Let's do it. Okay, so when Usher did his his like promo videos, and it was so smart the way that he did it, it was his confessions. I don't know if you're keeping up with that. It was like, you know, the part in the beginning of confessions where he's like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, wait, are you serious? And it's that call that he's getting from the girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's him 
telling his past self. So he's like, yo, Usher, like you're about to be on the Super Bowl. And he's like, wait, are you serious? And it's like playing the back and forth. So I think it's going to be an homage to his earlier things, right? So I think it's going to be the confessions opening, like the promo announcement, and it's blacked out. And then... It's going to be like, he pops up and he's going to do, you don't have to call. It's okay, girl. Right? And then it's going to go, do, 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 do. And then it's going, yeah, yeah. And they're going to do a yeah and a caught up mashup. Caught up, da, 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 caught up. You know, and it's like, peace out, A-Town, all this whole thing. Okay? And then it's going to go. At that point, we're going to have a special guest of Lil John and Friends. So Lil John, Ludacris, I think they're going to come on. We're going to slow it down. It's going to go, lovers and friends, Ludacris, you know, the whole thing. So then (laughs) after that, because in my head, this is telling a story, right? Like my story that I've been telling my Delulu self is that he's going to tell the story of you're going out for a night, you meet a girl, and then it's like he's having this whole flash, flash forward thing. Stick with me, Christopher. I am very serious about this. I can tell. <laughs> so then he goes into right. He, the story that we're telling right now is that he's going to the club. He meets this girl. He has this whole like he's dream. He's having like basically a dream sequence of all the things that are going to happen, and then it's going to come back. Okay. So then they got. Then he's still in the club. So then they're going to do DJ Goddess falling in love. Right. Da-na-na-na. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So then. As they move into that, because, right, the special guests are going to be Little John and Ludacris at that point. And then it's going to go, like, back, back. And they're going to do, you remind me of a girl. Because that's going to be his thing, right? His show is about him and the girl. Then I once knew, right? Then moving into, let me take you somewhere. I just want to take it nice and slow. Okay? And then we move into burn. Let it burn and feeling it same in your heart and you want to, you know. And then it goes into my boo and he's going to bring on Alicia Keys. Okay. Wait, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> you know, the show's only like 15 minutes, right? Exactly. That's why it's going to be like quick. It's going to be quick because it's telling a story, right? And then <laughs> the closing, the closing because Justin Bieber has been posting like leading up to the- I forgot they had a thing. The Super Bowl. Because that's his protege, right? Justin Bieber was his protege. So then it's going to close out with, I just need somebody to love. Or, I got my peaches out in Georgia. Done. End scene. Wow. Whew, that was a, wasn't that a roller coaster? That was a lot. There was only, but you know what? That was, oh, that was a lot of songs. That was a lot of songs. I didn't come with anything like that. I was just like, there are some songs, songs that I think would be great. Okay, what are you what are you thinking? Lights out. Think, like, what do you think is his opening song? I don't even know. I think just based on like, wow, I just wow, I should have went first because you had this really <laughs> well thought out plan and I'm just kind of like, great. I definitely think I forgot about Justin Bieber, honestly. So in my original plan, Justin Bieber was not in there at all. Did you have any special guests? If it was going to if there were going to be a special guest, it was probably going to be Will I Am. Because he just seems like someone who's available. <laughs> you don't got a lot going on. <laughs> I really think in terms of, you know, really bringing something to the performance, I think Ludacris would be great. And then potentially, you know, Lil John and Ludacris, I think would be a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. love Alicia Keys, but I just don't know if the song that they did together is bringing the right type of energy for My the Super Bowl. Boy. Unless it's, I guess, 
maybe like two thirds of the way through the show and they're slowing it down. They're slowing it down. Just to bring it back up for the finale kind of thing. But for the most part, like he just has such like high energy songs. So I'm just excited. I think, yeah, we'll definitely be in there. I hadn't considered love in this club, but like when you said it in the context of your story, it definitely makes sense. (laughs) Because oh my, uh, OMG makes sense in terms of like the energy oh. that it brings naturally. Yeah, and then Will I Am's in DJ that. got us falling in love. Yeah, that's right. where Will I Am comes in. So there right. are some songs that I just thought were like lent itself really well because to Usher's one of those artists that has higher energy songs, but then he mm-hmm. also has again like Confessions, Burn, My Boo. Those are more like the power ballad kind of experiences right. that aren't necessarily like Super Bowl. I would go to an Usher concert to watch those. But not necessarily the Super Bowl. I can see that. Yeah, that's where I was like, I was struggling as I was coming up with my prediction because I was like, okay, are we going with high energy or are we going to go with like Coldplay. old school? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, let's show his like full entire career, right? I didn't even do it. It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top. So there are some songs I would feel good about. I'm just not sure that they'll make it into the Super Bowl, yes. which is also yes. a condensed performance. Yes, I agree. I'm convinced and hopeful that this will definitely be a top five for me. I'm not sure it'll be a top three, but I'm very confident and hopeful that it'll be a top five. Yeah, I hope so. I like just I just have such high hopes that I I just don't want it to flop. And I know that he just also released a new album as well, so that in like itself, two days ago, like right at time of recording. I hope he doesn't do anything from his new stuff just because. There hasn't been enough time to sit with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, his the, his newest, I would say, like, his most recent that I would hope is in there is probably, like, OMG and things like that. Because I don't even think yeah. I know anything from his... I know his song, Good Good, but that's not a song that I would perform at. Again, I'm not a performer, whatever, do whatever you want. But, like, that's just not a song that I'd put in the Super Bowl, but I'm just saying. Like, it does have Summer Walker and 21 Savage, but, I, again, I'm just not sure. Anyways, I think it's going to be a great performance. I'm super excited, and I am... Definitely, I need you to like type up whatever notes that you just made, so that way we can do a comparison of what actually happens because oh, it's, that's it's written really up. intense. Like, yep. make sure that that's like ready to be posted on Instagram because it's wow, coming. I was ready, everyone. I was like so hyped while I was doing this. I was looking through his entire like. I didn't realize that was the assignment. Like, I didn't, I didn't know we were designing shows. So, oh, my bad. Sorry, I, I wasn't clear. I wasn't clear in that part, but next year you'll see. Well, depending on who the artist is. And depending on who it is, because some people I'll just <laughs> opt out of. You know, there are some people in this world that I will opt out of aggressively. So, you know, it, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, anything else that you would like to share about your experience with the halftime shows and the reason that you don't watch regular football? Because same. It just, it'd be like that. I do watch regular football. Also, go 49ers. That's where, that's where we're at. Sorry. We're a Niner family. Niner strong. Oh, who's playing? Oh, Lord, the 49ers versus the Chiefs, a.k.a. Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Wait, they didn't rename the Chiefs? No, they renamed the other one. That was also very <laughs> problematic. <laughs> I mean, I know they have term, a different name. I just wasn't sure if the Chiefs had gotten one. Nope. That was worse. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Love that for them. Well, I don't have any, um, I don't care who wins. Love that for whoever's playing. It's been a wonderful season of games I didn't watch. So it's fine. But in any case, it is now time for our rapid fire question. 
And in true Tea with Carla fashion, Emma has the first question. I have the first question, which is... So in Japanese, Japanese is actually very onomatopoeic, meaning, you know, like... uh, like they use lots of onomatopoeia to describe different things. Like there's a there's a word for like when you're so hungry that like your stomach is closing in on itself. And like there's a word for like the crunchiness of things. So like what is your favorite onomatopoeia? So for the people that may or may not remember what onomatopoeia is from high school lit, you would you care to explain? Cause- oh, sure. Yeah. So for those who don't know it, uh, it's words that describe actions. Like pow in the comic yeah. books. Like, zing, because it sounds like a zing. Oh, okay. Well, as someone who didn't remember what onomatopoeia was from 12th grade <laughs> lit and is being asked this question, mine would be pow from the comic books, because honestly, it's just really funny. And I really like when 21st century media uses it almost like ironically. Like, it's one of my favorite types of media where like, and it doesn't happen often, but like, you know, you get punched. And then instead of like showing the punch in detail, you just show yep. pow. Also, because I'm just not like a super fan of graphic violence. So I just love when people do like cutesy stuff like that instead of Mm -hmm. like showing the thing. Does it happen often? No, but that's not really the point. It should. That's that should be how they censor movies for people like me who have sensitive stomachs (laughs) and can't watch violent movies. Like instead, they're just like a big graphic that goes pow. And like you don't have to watch someone's head exploding, you know, or like bang. Right. There you go. So like, yeah, so like bang. Sizzle is another onomatopoeia word. Most animals is it really sizzle? Yeah, because it sounds like interesting. Didn't know that. That's how it got its name. Where sizzle got its name because of the thing that it does. Like the. In all fairness, pal's also my favorite because it's the only one that I knew. (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) so my favorite is because I've been learning a lot of like Japanese words, and I feel like I can speak more onomatopoeic. Japanese words, but one of my favorites is peko peko. So it's like when your stomach is so hungry that it's like, you know, gargling, but it's because if you were to take a plastic bottle and you to and you like crinkled it, right? It would sound like it sounds like because that's what your stomach like feels like or sounds like is like when you're using <laughs> a plastic bottle. And then another one that I really like is saksaku, which is like for crunchy, like something is crunchy. So it's like, oh, it's like, so like chicken is saksaku. Cause it's like when you, cause when you like bite into it, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so like you can also say like chips are saksaku, like french fries are saksaku. So that's my question. What's your question today? Honestly, I forgot that I was having, like I had a question and then I was like, wow, I'm learning <laughs> so much right now. I love 12th grade lit. <laughs> Well, mine is, are you supportive of a friend even if you don't agree with what they are doing? Ooh, that's why I say I support women's rights, but I always support women's wrongs too. (laughs) But I think it's very contextual. There are certain things that like, yeah, go ahead, live your best life. Go ahead, hold around. Like, you do you. But I I think if that person is doing harm, to potentially another person, then I wouldn't be able to support that. What about you? I lean on the no side. I just have a really hard time with, uh, how do I explain it? I just, I don't know, man. I just, I'm a little judgy. And and I guess I imagine it in the context of like, how do I? Like I am on, not like a person they're... that like, please do not come to me if, like with a sob story. Uh... Especially if, I, you know, you told me about it 
before the thing happened, mm-hmm. we talked about it, and I was like, that doesn't really sound like a good idea. Almost like the self-inflicted wrong. It, like, pans out as the not good idea. I am not the friend that you come to after <laughs> I already told you it, that it wasn't a good idea. Because I'm going to be highly annoyed at the fact that I now have to listen to you complain about a thing that I told you wasn't going to be a good idea. Right. You're the solution, friend. I'm the solution, friend. Please do not come to me after I've already, I've given you the solution ahead of time. You have ignored said solution and now you are in a, like, either equally bad or worse situation. And, like, I just don't do well with, like, listening to rants unless you have very clearly defined at the very beginning of the conversation that you just need to be listened to Mm -hmm. because my brain does not do that it finds solutions Mm. so generally i would describe myself as not supportive of (laughs) foolery okay and i cool you could say that that is one of my weaknesses as a friend and i would accept that and i have no intention of changing it and so if that like makes you not want to be my friend i thank you in advance for making a decision that would probably save the both of us headaches so right but i think you need those types of friends though right like in terms that do what foolish stuff in their weekends no 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 like oh Like, you you have a friend that you go to when you have problems, right? And will give you the solution, whether or not you'll listen to it. And then you have the friend that just kind of, like, blindly, not blindly, but, like, more about that life. Right. It was just like, okay, you call them and, like, yeah, they're about to fight. Like, they're ready or whatever it is. Like, there's balance, right? There's, There's this whole thing talking about, like, you have five types of friends in your life. So, like, whether or not, whatever that means to you. And I'm just, I'm not the, like, blind supportive friend. I just... Right, you're the solution friend. I am the solution friend, and like I will ride with you through that solution for sure. And even if you come up with like your own solution, but I can't do people who like cyclically mm. problems. I just mm-hmm. it I mm-mm, I can't. I only have so much emotional capacity for anything, right. <laughs> and so I can't spend it on problems that you keep making for yourself. I feel like that's a whole episode in itself. The t- the five friends you meet across your life. So stay tuned. <laughs> Well, Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Tea with Crema. If you'd like to support us and buy us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at The Tea with Crema. You can find our past episodes and our most recent episodes on your favorite streaming platforms. We hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.